0: This is Make It Kind. Make it clean. MIP. With my Mark Thompson. Make it clean. Get woke.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, once again, time for our favorite segment during the week with the founder of the largest online progressive community, DailyCoast.com. Also the founder of Civics with a Q and the host of the ever-popular podcast, The Brief. Marcos Melitzas, he is here. Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm on I'm, your side of the country now. It's cold over here. It is. It is very cold. We had snow. The most snow we've had in New York in two years was it, this week. Yeah, it was beautiful. I so enjoyed was, it actually. You enjoyed it. So that's right because you don't get you don't get to see snow. You
2: don't know, what's no, cool. I mean, from Chicago, I've seen enough snow to last a okay. lifetime. But it was beautiful. It was nice, fluffy. People are out there having snowball fights. It was that perfect snow, right? Like nice
1: and wet. You could build snowmen and ports. and so it was a lot of fun. I'll actually be in Chicago all next week for the Proctor Conference, the Minister's Conference. And Chicago is supposed to be in the 50s next week, in the middle of February, if you can this believe is it. nuts. Some right. people, say, we're not going to come to conference because Who goes to Chicago in February? I'm like, <laughs> I'll be 50 degrees. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll go now. To so this world. That's good news. So much going on. Let's start with, and we'd love to hear your take on this since this has happened. The horrible Attorney General <clears throat> Release the statement of the horrible special prosecutor. I don't think this would have happened with anybody else. And the guy writes that Joe Biden basically has, doesn't have memory. He's an old guy who's lost his memory. Then the White House adds insult to injury by holding a press conference. And Biden has what normally would have been one of his usual gaffes, but a gaffe coming on the heels of this r- report by special prosecutor, Kirk. Okay. How and that is only amplified, and you and I have talked about this in the past, and but we've also acknowledged when Biden has rallied and acquitted himself in terms of his acumen, hell, just a year ago at the State of the Union, he brought the house down, so the question becomes, how bad does this hurt this latest gaffe in the context of this special prosecutor non-indictment? How bad does this hurt yeah that that's a good question i would I think there's two ways to look at it.
2: One is that the media is obviously having a field day with it, and they're giving Biden the Hillary Clinton email treatment. They're acting like the fact that he's old is a brand new revelation. You have three Republicans in the House calling committee chairs, calling for hearings on the fact that Joe Biden is old. Like we, we all didn't know this. And then everybody conveniently pretends, including the New York Times, that Donald Trump is pretty much the same age. I could almost see this being the issue if. Republicans were running some 45-year-old, 50-year-old, young spring chicken. But are we going to really pretend that age is a factor when we have seen Donald Trump confuse Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi, repeatedly confuse Joe Biden with Barack Obama? Definitely leader names. Mark, I wouldn't run for office at that level because I would mangle everything. I mangle everything. If I don't have Google in front of me, I'm in trouble. It amazes me that this doesn't happen more often. But are we going to really pretend that his age, we all know how old he is. This is not a big revelation. We all, I, Mark, I've i never shied away from my own criticisms of Joe Biden and his age and his, his relevancy. And he turned out to be a far better president objectively than I think anybody expected. And one of the best presidents just in sheer accomplishments during his first term of office it's going to be an issue because the media needs, they need some something to show how fair and balanced they are. And if you're going to criticize Donald Trump for being a fascist, well, by God, you better have something to criticize Joe Biden on. And what are you going to criticize him on? I guess he's old. I guess that's the thing. And, and it's funny because Republicans seem to have given up on Hunter Biden. I think they're really leaning into he's old again. So that, that's the first step. It's going to be the big narrative this year. I think it's inevitable. That said. Everybody knows Joe Biden's old. (laughs) it's just a big mind-blowing revelation that the Hillary thing is played into this narrative that she was corrupt. And people did not really understand just how much of a threat Donald Trump was. And there was an assumption he was going to win as well, which allowed people the freedom to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to support her because they could keep the high horse. There's no way Donald Trump is going to get elected, is he? There's none of that this time around. And so you see it over and over again in every special election. We just had one in Santos's George Santos' district in New York, in your backyard, Mark, where Democrats are significantly overperforming Joe Biden's 2020 numbers. It has been a thing since 20, really, the Republicans have been losing since 2018, since Donald Trump was first elected. And the trend is continues to be in our favor. Republicans made the election about immigration. Democrats made it about abortion. And we, once again, overperformed Joe Biden's district numbers. I think it's not going to have an effect electorally because people know what's at stake. They know who the candidates are. There's nothing that could come out about either candidate right now, I think, that shakes the election. Even if Donald Trump's indicted, not indicted, he's already indicted, if he's convicted of Something criminal. It's not going to change anything. People know he's a criminal and they care or they don't care. People know Joe Biden is old. They care or they don't care. And that table is set. And really, what it's going to come down to in November, like it has for, I don't know, lots of cycles in a row, it's going to come down to who turns out to vote. That's it. Nobody's mind is being changed. Who's going to turn out to vote? I don't see Democrats staying home. I don't even see Republicans staying home. But as we saw in 2020, if everybody turns out, we win. And I think that's what's going to happen this year. We got to work for it, though. I <laughs> don't want anybody getting complacent. But I don't think Joe Biden is old, is particularly earth-shattering news to any, anybody. I don't know, Mark. Maybe you know somebody who was
0: caught, <laughs> was caught by surprise.
1: <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think, though, that w- w- there is a growing concern and a growing demand even. So now there's this conversation about whether or not he can stay in the race or whether he should. And even, and I thought about this yesterday, you could even probably draw somewhat of a comparison in 1968. You've got a few things going on here. You've got people now questioning whether Biden should run. And there's more conversation now about Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitman. Why don't we get somebody you new? And why are we leapfrogging over Kamala Harris? Coupled with the movement in Michigan to do what was done to Nikki Haley in Nevada. So there's a movement in Michigan for people to vote undecided in the Michigan primary because of Gaza and the Arab American and the Arab American allied community in Michigan is organizing that. Um, Same thing in 1968, popular democratic president Gaza is in Vietnam, but a war is war. Lyndon Johnson was hurt. 1968 becomes a broker convention in the same city of Chicago. So that's interesting, the way history repeats itself. We already know, as much as we know Biden is old, we know that there are going to be demonstrations in Chicago, especially if this Gaza piece continues to play out. Looking at it that way, let me ask you this. Do you see, if it came down to people saying, listen, we can't, or even if it becomes even more clear and prevalent, that he really may not be able to finish I'm just playing this out. What do we do? What happens there? And what are the options? When you say finish, are you talking his term or the campaign? The campaign. If if it gets to the point where it's clear, he cannot go forward into next fall.
2: Yeah, I I think getting the name of a world leader is not exactly a sign that, that getting a name of a world leader wrong is not a sign of of the kind of cognitive decline that would require him to step aside. It's just, there's just nothing that suggests that we're there. If we got to that point, then it's a whole new world, and I have no freaking clue how that gets resolved. But we're not, I don't think we're anywhere close to being there. Now, they're both old. They both could have a stroke tomorrow. They could both drop dead tomorrow. They're at that age. The actuary tables don't lie. It would be uncharted territory, and honestly, I have no clue. I guess, yeah, I have no clue how that would be resolved. I don't know if even the convention rules really state how it would be resolved. So I guess the delegates, whatever delegates have been allocated, would just it would be a true broker convention in the true sense of itself. I don't think Joe Biden's in any particular trouble right now politically, electorally. Gaza is an issue; people will protest, but they protest at every single convention since time immemorial. That's why they had those f- stupid free speech zones. They're going to corral them in some ugly ass pen. It's going to look ugly, and but it's been that way every single convention. Is, there's nothing new, and uh, and uh, the. From a data standpoint, things look pretty stable, stable. And, oh, yeah. nothing moved. and if you look at the numbers, everything is tied in the battleground states like you would expect that they're battle- battlegrounds for a reason, but then you look at actual elections in those states, and Democrats were winning pretty handily. We just won a special election in Pennsylvania, handily. Obviously, we won the special election in New York 3rd. The polls said it was a one point spread, one point game, right? Where Democrat had one point lead, according to New York Daily News. And most yes. of the polls had that kind of thing. He won by eight. So the polls seem to be understating Democratic turnout, Democratic support, sort of a flip. Again, I'm not saying that Joe Biden's winning, saying that the polls are hinky. I think they're having a hard time understanding the, in capturing the zeitgeist at the moment, but I would say it's pretty much tied. Yes. And as far as Joe Biden, he, you do not swap yeah. out an incumbent. That's like the number one rule in politics. Donald Trump almost won in 2020 with a 33% approval rating. He came this close, inches of winning. And you swap anybody out, the chaos it creates, The just Mark, imagine like the fight between what, Gavin yeah. Newsom and Kamala Harris yeah. and Gretchen Whitmer and, and people's hurt feelings, like, you do know, People right now, there's no hurt feelings or people that are pissed about certain policies, but it's different. They they passed over Kamala Harris. Maybe Kamala Harris is not the best candidate. I don't know. Like I, I would have to do some polling, really get a sense of it. I just don't think there's an appetite for a primary fight months before the actual general election. It would be disastrous for the Democratic Party. There is nothing more powerful than the power of incumbency in an election. It's worth 10 points. Easy. I don't know. I'm making that up. But it's worth a ton. It's a huge advantage. And Donald Trump's going in with sort of his power of an incumbency, right? The name recognition, the organization, the supporters, the cult, everything else. You do not give up the power of incumbency in an election. Donald Trump is the strongest candidate they could field right now for that reason. And Joe Biden right now is the strongest candidate we can field for that reason. So... From the very beginning, I said people are like you should step aside. He's old. If you want to great, you do not give up the power of incumbency without taking a serious hit to your chances of winning the election. And we need to win this election.
1: Yeah, you as one of those three groups is going to be offended. Yeah, you have an incumbent woman vice president. That's would do you good. say? Um, Gretchen Whitmer get all of yeah. That's a very good point you're making. It's dangerous, and frankly, I would argue, really the only alternative. If, God forbid, something mortal were to happen to prevent him from finishing in November, you still got to deal with incumbency. Yeah. You know, and you said it before, there's a constitutional system in office. If something happens to him now, she's the president. Yeah. It's just not easy. Yeah, So you got to do the same thing, I would think. I, I think if- I would agree. You almost you have to go with Kam- at
2: this late stage. You'd have to go with Kamala.
1: And, 2 I'll say this, too. I, I hear the supporters. But I don't necessarily see either Gavin or Gretchen clamoring. And there may be a reason for that, too. Sometimes we want people. But those people may not necessarily want to do it. Or they may know, we, they may know reasons why they probably shouldn't, <laughs> if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it would be so... Crass. If they either of them <laughs> had any hint
2: of trying to jostle for this year, it would just be it'd be yucky. Oh, they're too smart
1: for that. So you got that. Speaking of what happened here in New York with the Swazi win, they want to be the party of the border. They wouldn't pass the legislation, and so Swazi was able to run on the legislation. They wouldn't even pass. So for a change, you have got a Democrat actually making a border case against a party that's supposed to be about the border, that could have been about the border, but doesn't want to hand Joe Biden any accomplishment in an election year. It's amazing. I've
2: never seen any party be that self-sabotaging as the Republicans were just now on immigration. Because nobody said, hey, Dems, the Dems didn't say, let's tie immigration to this Ukraine, Israel, Gaza aid bill. That wasn't the Democrats' idea. The Republicans wanted to kill Ukraine aid and probably the Gaza provision of the aid because there's eight or nine billion dollars for Gaza in that bill. They wanted to kill that. And they thought by tying immigration to it that Democrats would be like, poison pill. We ain't going to touch it. Democrats played along. And I'm not happy with that border bill personally, but... The fact that says the Republicans have then shut down the toughest border bill. There, there's, there's never going to be a tougher border bill in that one, Mark. Never. Because it ain't going to pass on its own. It will never pass on its own. And there is no reason now for Democrats to ever negotiate on that issue because now they, they're like, okay, you had your chance. So really, the Republicans that are saying this is our last and best chance are right. That is our last and best chance. there's nothing in there for the dreamers there's nothing in there for people who have been here for too long who've been here for a long time and living in 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 gray space not with legal status so any future negotiations going to take those things into consideration it's going to be a much more balanced bill this is not a balanced border bill this is basically giving republicans what they wanted and to have donald trump just explicitly say kill it because i need to run on this because he's too stupid to even be like dog whistle about it. He just says it straight out. Like, you need to kill this because I need to run on this. And to do, to do it that way basically means that Democrats can now say exactly what happened here in New York. is We had a bill. We had a tough border bill. We negotiated bipartisan because everybody loves bipartisan. And then it was the Republicans that killed their own border bill. Talk about inoculating yourself. Mark, there's nothing Republicans can say where Democrats don't come back and say, you killed your own bill. We had it. Everything you're saying, shut down the border, all that crap you're saying, it was in there. It was in that bill. And so to me, it's almost the best of all worlds because that's one of the very few issues that that Republicans pull well on. I don't think it's an issue that really drives people to the polls. I don't think anybody really cares that much unless maybe you live right on the border because people care about the stuff that deeply impacts them, right? So Republicans get riled up about immigration, about trans kids. Stuff doesn't drive people to the polls. We know what drives people to the polls? Stuff that affects them like democracy, abortion rights. That stuff affects people more directly. They've already, Republicans already are struggling to have any kind of agenda to run on. Mark, I don't know what their, lower inflation, lower crime, the border. I, I think that's, their, that's literally their campaign. Inflation is tamed. I think people, best economy in six years, people don't feel it. There's a vibes session. People call it the vibes session. Like it doesn't feel as good as it actually is. And that's something we have to be cognizant of. But generally speaking, the economy, if they couldn't win on the economy in 2022 when inflation was at like 8%, you know, it's going to be tough for them to win in 22 years later when the economy is actually much more relaxed, inflation is more tame. Crime, they say it's up, but it's not. And again, it's a vibe thing. Fox News will hype up crime, crime here, crime there, Chicago streets, whatever. Again, I don't think it's something that people are truly, fully feeling in a way that overcomes their, the fear for democracy. And then the border. And now they just took one, they took one of their three tenants out. The border is it's, it's just inoculated Democrats. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. There was no reason. If you were going to kill Ukraine aid, which is what Johnson's trying to do right now in the House, if you were going to kill it, you didn't need to give Democrats such an incredibly potent electoral weapon by negotiating an immigration bill and then killing it. That's the, one of the craziest things I've seen come out of Congress in, my last, in the 20 years I've been doing this.
1: You're right about that. And then lastly, Biden is reeling from the CC Mexico, Egypt gap. And Donald Trump, normally you're supposed to let your opponent suffer for at least a day or two. Donald Trump couldn't even do that. He comes out and pretty much says he's inviting Russia to attack. Yeah. But how, and that, that kind of refocused people. I was almost like, I'm like, did Biden pay him to do that? Could he look? <laughs> The CC thing—I couldn't believe it. Is this dude really this crazy? What? What is the point? And I know you've written about it, but unpack that for us. To mention, if I was really about that life, I wouldn't announce it. If I was really that dude, and if I—frankly, if I'm really a Putin puppet or spy, I'm. If I'm Putin, I'm mad. I say, dude, you are telling all our secrets? You don't announce that in advance. That's what I'm planning to do. So, what is? What in the world is going on there? And I also have a hard time, Marcos even seeing how that is appealing to his base. Most people in his base probably don't even know what Nate, the, words, the acronym N-A-T-O actually stands for.
2: He, yeah, the, Trump loves people who love him and he, he admires strongmen. He always has admired dictators. It's just, uh, he gets more excited talking about hanging out with North Korean dictators, Chinese dictators, Russian dictators, than he does about actual elected democratically elected heads of state of NATO or any country. Like, you always saw that. He loved when he went to Saudi Arabia and they had the big posters of Trump all the way on the highway to the palace, right? You can do that in a totalitarian country in a way that you're not going to do that in going to Paris. So it's, and he doesn't hide it. And one of the really fascinating sort of results of this is that you're starting to realize from the MAGA world that they truly do worship Totalitarians. Like they really pine for the strongmen, and you just have Tucker T- Carlson cavorting all across Moscow, hanging out with Vladimir Putin, talking about how great Moscow was, how much better than any American city. Moscow is. Moscow is a concrete, septic, gross, soulless. If he was in Saint Petersburg. I would understand. Saint Petersburg is by all indications a beautiful city. Moscow is not. But he loves strongmen and. This is this. You're seeing this from all their right wing influencers and the Andrew Tates and whatnot. They love their authoritarians: Viktor Orbán, uh, Vladimir Putin, Xi in in China, and Trump has said so. This is not we're not to make this up. He's literally said that he wished he he, he didn't have to deal with democracy. So <clears throat> what is really disappointing are people that conservatives who are actually putting their own I don't know, ideology, ahead of the constitution in the country. And Mark, serious question. If you're a conservative right now, what about the Biden presidency is so offensive? If Trump's elected, yeah, they're going after children. They're trying to expel immigrants. There's lots of reasons for a liberal to be offended, right? Tax cuts for billionaires who don't need the money already rich enough. What about Biden's presidency would offend ideological conservative? And you're seeing this with like the Never Trumpers, right? They build crystals and Apple bombs. And these sort of conservatives are like supporting Joe Biden, right? Because if you really are honest about yourself, I'm not sure as a conservative, there's much in the Biden, the last few years of Biden, the economy is doing great. So you can't look at the economy if you're going to be honest about it. Lowest jobs in unemployment rate in 60-some years, 65 years. The stock market's doing great. So you're making money. If you're a conservative, you're making hand over fist. There hasn't been any tax increases. So it's not like you're paying more in taxes. What about the Biden presidency is offensive to a conservative? I'm actually really curious to find out what would be. And I was just in I was just in Alaska and I was doing some research for a project that I'm working on. What happens post post Trump? Because we're so Divided partisan-wise. And I met with some Republicans and they couldn't think of anything that Biden had done that was like deeply offensive to them. And build, rebuild bridges? I don't, are conservatives against infrastructure? Spending money on rebuilding our roads and bridges? And I, from a, this, I'm being really serious. I'm not being facetious here. It's very, and it's been very tough to demonize Joe Biden which is why they're really going on the old thing, right? Because he's not black, so they can't go after him like they did with Obama and peel the racist tropes. He's not a woman, so they can't go after him the way they did with Hillary Clinton and in sexist tropes. So it's, it's a very, I don't know, it's a very difficult situation right now for them. And then you have in your candidate, you have Trump who continuously acts like an a-hole and it, they, it makes it harder for Republicans to rally around him in a way that they used to. We saw this with Nikki Haley's husband. You saw, he went after
1: Nikki. Where's Nikki Haley's husband? Look, who's he talking? Where's freaking Melania? First of all. But. And leaving her mother's funeral or whoever's funeral it was, getting in a separate car. We all saw, saw that. Yeah. So are you
2: really going to go after him? But it turns out, obviously, that Nikki Haley's husband is in the National Guard. He's actually serving in the Middle East right now. He's serving his country. And. Republicans can't even bring, most of them can't bring themselves to attack him. But a lot of them, fewer of them are defending him. They'll do the whole, I haven't seen the news today. Oh, but they had opinions about Joe Biden's age. But Donald Trump, once again, attacking our men and women in uniform. They look the other way. Yeah, It puts them in a really difficult place. And yeah, what you talked about, this whole soliloquy I just made, Joe Biden makes a gap, And instead of letting it marinate and letting the media jump all over it, He has to jump because it's, attention has to be me. He can't get past it. He is, I mean, that, that narcissistic desire to always be in the limelight, whatever it looks like, does not really benefit Republicans politically. Definitely doesn't help him down ballot. He just put, what, Lana, Lara, Lara Trump, Lara, is it Lara, Lana, his sister-in-law or his daughter-in-law is to run the RNC. This is like. Banana Republic stuff, right? You're going to have your zero, zero competent, zero experience family member to run the party. And then she says every single dime is going to be spent on Donald Trump. Keep in mind that a national committee is supposed to create the conditions for everybody to win, supposed to help all the parties. You're building a field operation. You're building messaging operation that lifts the party, which by default or by extension should obviously the president's the most important Piece of that, but you're also trying to lift up your Senate and House candidates. They don't care.
1: No, not at all. They don't care. Not at all. Not at all. It's insane. Insane. Melissa's folks, check out The Brief, check out dailycoast.com. I'm sure you have already, but if not, stay informed. Also, all their great Ukraine coverage that is taking place, uh, as well as everything else that's going on in the world and in this country. Going to be some, 2024 is going to be an interesting, you got some interesting months. Absolutely. So we will stay tuned. Thanks, Marcos. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. All right. Appreciate you